Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, the podcast with three sisters talking all football. Her Fantasy Football can now be heard on our home, Blog Talk Radio, that is brought to you by the National Gridiron Network. You can also check us out on iTunes or on the web at HerFantasyFootball.com and follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your fill-in host, Brandon Lee. And I'm Ashley Williams. Yes, so sad, everybody. Poor sister Courtney Kirby is super, super sick. Sad. Get well soon. She's like unbelievably ill. So everyone's Courtney never gets sick. She never gets sick. She actually sent us a text message saying, This is the sickest I've ever been since high school. And I probably agree, except for I don't remember her getting sick in high school. No. Part of me wanted to slap her and be like, I'm sick like four days a week. I was like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. You only get sick like once every 10 years. Yeah, but her sick is like epic. She sounds I know. terrible. Terrible. She's got like 101 fever. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really, really sad. So anyway, but you know what? It is week 16, people. It's nutty out there. Um, also, I should say... Tacky McTackerson at the top of the show. But we have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now because one of our fabulous fans nominated us for the podcast awards, and we need to get to Vegas to go. So please check out our site, and please donate $5. We love you. Seriously. Um, Anyway, that goes on through December 23rd, so please check it out. Anyway, we're going to do a segment called More Money, More Problems. That's a Courtney thing. She I was like, that's a good attempt. That was a good <laughs> to fill in for Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. And you can't even get remotely as high as Courtney can. No. I won't even attempt it. No. It'd be pathetic. No. Yeah. I, need, I need to save my cords. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've, we've got a lot of talking to do today, the two of us. Yeah. We're going to waka waka. Any more money, more problems, Ashquay? Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff. We'll keep it, you know, kind of short. But, you know, it was an interesting week where we've got, um, you know, Brandon Marshall after the, their loss. And he almost walked off the field and actually said, I almost pulled a Des Bryant. But then I thought I shouldn't do it. And I'm like, what are we coming to when Brandon Marshall is saying, <laughs> I almost pulled a Des Bryant? <laughs> right? Oh. I mean, he's not exactly known for, like, PC behavior. Yeah. 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 Desi does. And you know what? When he was like, I walked off because I didn't want people to see me people cry. People see me cry. And all this heartbreaking, right? And then I was like, okay. At the same time, I remember no Sean's flood of tears during the national anthem. Flood. And I'm like, cry away, man. People love it. I know. It's Colorado's biblical flood, point two. Unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah, so that was crazy. We've got um, we've got the Seahawks player Browner was, was suspended indefinitely. So he actually filed an appeal and it got denied. And this is now the seventh seventh Seahawks player since 2011 to be suspended because they have broken the performance enhancing drug rule. What is going on in Seattle? And then you've got Pete Carroll, who's like, you know, it's just part of me. Like, I, I feel like I reached out to these guys. So I just want to save them. And I'm like, 
this, this reputation is following you here, Carol, with what mm. you did with USC. Now we've got some action going on here in Seattle. Mm. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, no. Yeah. And then we've got maybe my favorite is the whole Garvin scandal. So I'm assuming you saw Terrence Garvin's hit on the punter, the Bengals punter. Yes. Yeah. Ouch. Ooh, broke his jaw and cracked a vertebrae, mm. which is insane. So Garvin has actually been fined $25,000 for that hit. And I think what's really interesting is that the head of the officials, Dean Ballandino, actually went on to say that, you know, it, it should have been a personal foul. But then he said that a punter is considered a defensive player throughout the entire down. Defenseless. Yeah, defenseless. Yeah, defenseless player, player the entire down. Which is then causing other controversy, like, as far as... I mean, punters have gone on... I mean, we've seen a crazy tackle by a punter this year. Yeah, who was you that know? guy? It was so good. It was so good. You know, Twitter's blowing up, like, that guy's on roids! Probably because most punters aren't sitting there, like, knocking people out, usually. But, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a terrible hit. It should be fine. But I think you also can't go on to say that a punter is defenseless the entire play. Unless you say punters can't tackle. But yeah, if you want to say they can't tackle, that's great. But I don't think mm-hmm. you can sit there and let them tackle and be possibly able to prevent a play because they are doing a football action, but then say that they are a defensive player and that you cannot tackle them. Right? I mean, it's, it's a whole controversy right now. Yeah. I mean, um, I agree. I think that's crazy. On the other hand, my eye test tells me those guys... Um, seem defenseless. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see them and you're like, mm, no, I, I, you know, I know that they can tackle someone. We saw one guy do it, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think they're just going to have to make a rule, but that doesn't mean then you have one less person on the field who can tackle. Yeah. I, I mean, part of me is like, I'd be offended if I was a punter right now, being like, I'm a football player. What do you mean I'm defenseless the whole play? At the same time, I, I would be like, yeah, don't hit me. I, I, don't, I don't want to get tackled. But you're a football player, you know? I mean, this is the NFL. And you can't sit there and be able to make tackles, but then nobody can tackle you. Yeah. Well, but that's how we treat quarterbacks. Only if you give yourself up. If you, if you give yourself up, you can't be tackled. But right. you can't sit there and go head first. If that's the case, you can get tackled. Right. Well, I just think that's kind of where we're going, I guess I should say. You know, where every time a guy hits a quarterback now, they look around to see if the flag's coming. <laughs> like, literally, it's before so they celebrate, true. they, like, look around. They think, oh, we did it. flag, flag, no. Okay, great. You know, because it's unbelievable. You just don't know whether you hit the guy the right way or the wrong way. It's... Mm, I don't know. You know, and this this guy isn't, you know, a red flag dirty player in the NFL either. You know, I mean, and he's basically saying, you know, it's the heat of the play. It's in the moment. Like, you just tackle. Like, I didn't purposely put my head in. And maybe to your point, Brandon, is that, you know, a punter's not used to getting tackled. So maybe as, you know, a more, in a position where you have a little more impact, you're holding your body in a different way that you know you can't have your head up like that. 
because a helmet's going to come in and crack you in the chin, you know? Whereas a punter isn't going to instinctually know that. Well, and he's in the midst of kicking. But he wasn't kicking at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. But, I, I, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I, I think that definitely it has to be one or the other. You can't be able to tackle but also be defenseless, and I think that's a perfectly valid point. Once again, just my eye test tells me perhaps these guys <laughs> just shouldn't tackle, you know, <laughs> if those are the options. <laughs> but what, what are they going to do? They kick the ball and they what, then have to, like, stand still and put their hands to their side and just stand there till the end of the play? Or run off the field immediately? Like, I mean, they're in the, they're in the midst of a play. I don't know. They're going to have to start doing roids just like everybody else. Right? Yeah. It's, it's only fair. It's only fair. Only fair. Maybe we'll have a rule where only punters can do roids, just in case this scenario happens again. <laughs> At least get them to the point where they can't feel anything. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's really unfortunate. I think it it's unfortunate brutal, this guy got hurt. Brutal hit. And it's unfortunate that now we have to discuss about yet another watering down a football. Now, you can't even touch this guy. No. Although, we would no. miss out on that great tackle that was that went on earlier this season um huh well good uh good problems that come with money way to go i'm into it uh social network we got asked like just two questions but they're really good so we're going to talk about them one was who is the biggest fantasy disappointment this year and the next question was who was your biggest surprise so we're going into the championship rounds now Ashley's championship is going to be determined this week, right? Yep. Yeah, mine's determined next week. It's a two-weeker on ESPN. Um, Yeah, so I'm a little worried about the week 17. We will have a show on week 17, which is Christmas week, but it's it's going to come out later because we're not going to record on the night of Christmas. Sorry to disappoint. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. So we will have a show, but... um, yeah, so I think the biggest disappointment was definitely Stephen Ridley. I don't even know if there's competition. <laughs> I'm sure some of you T-Rich owners are going to tell me I'm crazy, but um, Stephen Ridley single-handedly sank two of my leagues by himself. I guess I just didn't, I didn't expect much of him from the beginning. He was like a top 10 pick, at least top 20, like across the board. Hi, I live in New York. <laughs> Let me just say that. I was edit. like, we have to acknowledge, have to acknowledge the ambulance that there was just you. a huge siren right behind me. Yeah, um, no, uh, yeah, no I, he was a top 20 pick all the way across. I can't even be upset about it because it was just like known fact that he was going to be good and he just was not. <laughs> um, I, had, I really struggled with this when Brian and I were talking pre-show about this. And I was like, I can't narrow it down because my biggest disappointment is the entire Falcons team. The entire team. It's super accurate. I, I mean, we went from a team that on paper going into this season, for sure playoff bound, possibly in it to win the big <laughs> game. You know, like, it's, it's Tony crazy came town. back. Right? We were all jazzed with Steven Jackson coming, and we're like, Tony's coming back because he knows they got a chance. You know, Matty Ice. And it was just like, 
down goes Julio Jones. Roddy White's a decoy for literally three quarters of the season. Comes <laughs> back and plays for like two weeks where I'll jazz and then sucks it again. Tony <laughs> Gonzalez has been like all over the freaking board. Steven Jackson's been like the most consistent and he's consistently been just like a borderline gut call. <laughs> I can't even get into Matty Ice. I can't even go there. It's beyond. The whole Falcons team, literally. I love it. I'm mad at you, Atlanta. Yeah, imagine Atlanta fans. They're just, Ugh. they're beyond mad. They're, they're just sad now. Right? They are sad. Because you can't expect anything at this point in time. Our first fan, Richie's an Atlanta fan, so we don't want to make him cry. So we're going to move on. He's already crying. Let's just be honest. The moment we said Tony's back, he was like, what a disappointment. Um, <laughs> I would say the biggest surprise of the season, though, for me, was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Love him. And I just, well, first of all, I was surprised because Jake Locker was the starter. We didn't think Jake Locker would get hurt, and certainly I don't wish getting hurt on anybody. And Jake Locker was great, too, when he was in. But Fitzpatrick has really stepped up. Mr. Gunslinger, he threw the ball 61 times yet last week. That's nuts. That's bananas. I am also surprised at what a glorious beard he's able to grow. It's beautiful. That's a beard I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. That is a beard of men right there. Yeah. Woof. Big time. Uh, and Alex Smith. But I, yeah. you were just saying in the pre-show, too, Ashley was just saying that it's not really a surprise. It's not a huge surprise. But the numbers, I mean, okay, so six out of his seven home games, which I'm going to talk more about this later, he's had over 18 fantasy points. Yeah. He's been solid all year. And, you know, Brandon made a really good point that she's like, you know, yes, it wasn't a, a surprise as far as his performance on a real fan, real football level. But fantasy-wise, over the years, he hasn't exactly been like a top 10 quarterback by, yeah. by any means. But he's always been consistent, and he's never lost you games, whether that, you know, is in fantasy or in regular football. But this year, he's winning you games. He's someone that you can count on in your fantasy league this year. Where before he was just yeah. kind of like a fill-in. He wasn't going to be getting you like negative two points. He wasn't pulling an Eli Manning for you. I'm starting him over Tony Romo, and I've yet to regret it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What about you, Ashley? I'm going to go Zach Stacy. Oh, yeah, that's a good aim. As my surprise of the year. I like it. Yeah, you know, I mean... For a team that really haven't been, hasn't been doing a whole lot this year, I mean, we were kind of discussing about how they're that team that plays to the level of their opponent. When they've got a subpar opponent, they're playing really bad, and they step it up in the big games and win these games they shouldn't be winning. But Stacy, whether they're losing or not, he's been getting crazy points. Yeah, he's really good. And even when he wasn't getting into the end zone, and I'm just excited to see what he's going to do next year. When he's just got a little bit more of the offensive, you know, plays in his memory. It's it's not as much. He's just kind of inherent in him. I think he's gonna be great. I'm so excited for him for next year. I think he's gonna be great when they have other players. Yeah. I just. <laughs> that would help. It would <laughs> help if the focus wasn't entirely on him. Yeah. It's it's terrifying, really. Um, but yeah, no, he's fabulous. So. Well, on that note, we're gonna get to these matchups because you guys are in the playoffs or playoff bound and we are going to just I mean some of these people it's like yeah you're gonna start so and so and we're gonna just 
breeze through them. But, you know, if you kind of have those question marks, that's what we're going to focus today. So, all right, Ashley is going to start with the Miami Dolphins out of the Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills game. Yes. Under our plans, if you got him, we've got Mike Wallace. We have him ranked number 20th. You know, Wallace is hot right now. He scored at least 14 points in his last four games. You know, and Wallace has made Tlaib look lost on Sunday. And there are no signs of him stopping now. So start him with confidence against the Bills. I know for some of those Wallace owners, it seems like the moment that you play him, he doesn't score any points. You have him on your bench. He's blowing your bench up. But he's been consistent that last month. So feel good about him. Right Got when calls. I dropped him. <laughs> that's the way it Literally, works, right? I dropped him because I was just so done. I was like, I will never play You're him because yeah. I don't trust him. And then all of a sudden he blew up. I have a blew little up. bit of anger towards my yeah. boss. I felt that way about T.Y. Hilton because I dropped him and then he had like a 30-point game and I was like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. I hate you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't regret it because I can't deal with the up and down of it. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Now, Ryan Tannehill is a gut call. We have him ranked 11. Which I think is interesting because Brandon does our quarterback rankings. And we all know that at the beginning of the season she loved Tannehill. But he's coming off three weeks of 20-plus points. So I can't judge Brandon for putting him at 11. That's right. I got to agree with you, Brandon. I can't can't do it, you know? (laughs) He's pretty hot right now, you know? So he ends up in the gut halls because the Bills actually have given up the ninth fewest points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. And these two teams, you know, know each other really well. So the last time these two teams met... Tannehill only scored 14 fantasy points. So chances are you have better options. So we recommend that you use those this week. Richard Matthews is also a gut call. You, know, you might be asking yourself, who is this guy? And you'd be <laughs> right to do so. But guess, you know what? He's leading wide receivers for the Dolphins. And when these two teams met last, Brandon Gibson, who had 40 yards and two touchdowns, you know, you could be in kind of a similar situation with Matthews. So... As far as the bench, all the Miami running backs, they're not even really worth mentioning at this point in time because you're not even really sure who's playing. And then Brian Hartline, again, kind of a disappointment. You can't really trust him, so don't love it. Buffalo Bills, the play if you got them is a zero. Um, <laughs> but, however, we actually have some of them ranked more as a play if you got them. But uh, C.J. Spiller's under the gut calls. The Dolphins give up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing fantasy running backs. So, you know, Spiller's due for a breakout game. He's in the gut calls because he's had more bad weeks than good ones. But, you know, he seems to be getting better. And if you're swinging for the fences, go for it. Um, We have Fred Jackson as a bench warmer. But mm, we're kind of all over the map on this one. So, you know, he had 14 points less uh, against the Dolphins the last time they played. Um, because Spiller left that game with an injury and Jackson had all of the carries to himself. Um, but he's only scored in the double digits only once in the last six games. And it's the playoffs, yeah. so you want to put your best lineup forward. So he's a little risky. EJ Manuel is a bench warmer. <laughs> um, and supposedly he's been ruled out. Wow, I didn't know that. So Thaddeus Lewis will be starting again. Man, mm. poor... I, I would have to say that the... The Bills had the worst case of quarterback injury I've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe other than Not the good. Browns. It's two teams. So <laughs> um, and then Stevie Johnson, um, <laughs> she actually wrote, he's a must-start this week. Just kidding, because Courtney usually does these write-ups, but she's sick, so that makes me laugh. Um, but he most likely won't even play, so just um, put him on your bench. 
And Courtney has picked the Miami Dolphins. I will also pick the Miami Dolphins, but I don't feel good about it. Thaddeus Lewis now has really made me question what's going on. Because he's actually not bad. No, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. But it's the Bills. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm also going Dolphins. I think they're kind of riding a high after beating the Patriots, which is a great win. They haven't Mm -hmm. had that since, what, it was like 2007 or something. It was crazy. But, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Dolphins. We're all in. Right. New Orleans Saints at Carolina Panthers. Terrifying. These two may shock you, Brandon, but you should play Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. I'm thinking about starting Alex Smith over Drew Brees. Keep listening to the show. (laughs) But I do not like him at Carolina. Yeah, you know, Brees, you know, he had another 20-point game performance. The last time Brees played the Panthers, he racked up 28 points, though. So this is a similar situation. Um, You know, the Saints are coming off a hard loss, and they're ready to kind of prove themselves. So, you know, Breeze did get you the playoffs. So, But I'm with you. This this is a tough one because Carolina D is extremely difficult. It's a stout, stout D. I'm probably not going to do it. It's just an idle threat. You'll wait till like, game day to decide. In your head, you're threatening Drew Breeze. It's fair. People need warnings. Jimmy Graham, you know, he had a tough game the last week was against St. Louis. You know, don't worry, but the 2.5 points is more than the other t- tight ends, which is pretty sad as we've talked about the drought at the tight end position. But Caroline gives up the 15th fewest fantasy points, so this might not be a huge game for Jimmy Graham, but I feel like with Jimmy Graham, he's one of those guys that you can't bench him because he's there's a lot of potential there always, and he could always blow up. And I mean, we have him ranked number two. So I have a little question for you, Ashley, because I know that Courtney did this too with Stafford and Calvin Johnson. But in the family league, I had Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. And I just felt like so much of my season rode on how the Saints performed. Now, they're both great, don't get me wrong, but it is like, man, if they both have a down day, I will definitely not win that matchup. Yep. Like, no chance. I have no chance if my two stars are out. How, do you do that often where you have two kind of more star people on the same team? I mean, the Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham one is very tempting, and so is Stafford and Calvin Johnson, but man, when they play in the I, snow, Courtney was, like, hosed. I haven't in a way that's actually kind of smart like that because I've had, like, Peyton Manning no Sean Marino before. <laughs> it's like... It's hard for one to be doing super great versus the other because if Peyton's throwing like crazy, you know, no Sean isn't necessarily. But then again, no Sean's receiving back a lot of times, so he actually can get some of that love. But I don't. It's really hard because it's also on a team that you want to root for when you've got like a tandem like that. Yeah, because hmm. you end up really investing in those games. Just how do you pass out of like team construction? Yeah, I mean, how, how do you pass up on a Jimmy Graham or a Drew Brees in a draft? Uh, like you're not going to pass either. Yeah. You're not going to pass one up because you don't want to be in that situation. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that, that'd be crazy. Uh, as far as gut calls, Marquise Colston. I mean, he had two nice games in a row. You know, um, against the Panthers, twenty-four point five points. But we think Colston is you know just starting to get in his groove back. I don't love him. You know, the Carolina gives up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. This could be just ugh, dicey matchup. And again, we all know that the Drew likes to spread the ball all around, have multiple running backs, multiple wide receivers, so it makes it kind of hard to predict mm-hmm. who's going to do it super well. So I don't love this matchup. I think it's a little risky for your, your championship game. 
bench. We've got all the New Orleans running backs for the exact reason I just said there. You've absolutely no idea who's going to actually get the ball. And Caroline gives up the second fewest points to opposing running backs. So you have better matchups. You know it. I know it. Don't do it. Okay. Unless you're playing me in my fantasy league where I'm in the championship game, then you should definitely play <laughs> the Saints running backs. <laughs> All right. So the Carolina Panthers. Um, in the play if you got them section, I have a little write-up. Here are some defensive numbers that may come as a surprise to you. New Orleans gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, the 13th fewest to running backs, sixth fewest to wide receivers, and ninth fewest to tight ends, and fourth fewest to opposing defense. You know what? Screw it. They also give up the fifth fewest to kickers. Listen, it's going to be a defensive battle, you guys. You probably don't realize that New Orleans is that good on defense, but I just feel like the chance of fantasy gold is slim. So in the gut calls section, Cam Newton. The last time these team pl- these two teams played, which was only two weeks ago, Cam scored 15.20 fantasy points. Now, that was an away game, but I mean, I still think he's going to be in the 15 to 17 point range. Last week he played against the Jets at home and he scored 16.12 fantasy points. I mean, are you smelling what I'm stepping in? Those are the kind of numbers that you're going to get. They won't lose your matchup for you, but they're not going to help you and they're not going to put you over the top. He is a stud, um, but he just might not be as studly as usual. So just putting that out there. Also, Carolina's defense. We have them ranked number 11 because they're superb. They're really, really good. But their worst game of the season was against the Saints two weeks ago, and they only scored one fantasy point. I think they'll do better at home. But yeah. you just can't count on double-digit fantasy points the way that you can in their other matchups. So there you go. But if you wait till if your championship's in week 17, they play the Falcons, the disappointment Ooh. of the season. So, eesh. Big um, points that week. Big money, big money. Now, Steve Smith I put on the bench. Why? Well, there are a lot of reasons why. But this is the championship. Right, Or you're playing for pride. I don't care. Steve Smith has only scored double-digit fantasy points three times this entire season. You're better off taking a chance with like a Cordell Patterson from the Vikings or an Ace Sanders from the Jaguars than, than you know taking what you know is going to be five or so fantasy points from Steve Smith. Like I don't even know if he's going to get five. Go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he may not. Just to be frank. So, anyway, Courtney picked the Carolina Panthers. I, Brandon, will select New Orleans. See you later, Garrett Hartley. They didn't discuss this, but Garrett Hartley, their kicker, was cut. And here's the other thing. They actually benched their uh, starting left tackle for a rookie and announced it. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're playing one of the best defenses in the league... Don't you think that you'd want to keep that one a little secret? Hey, guys, focus on this side, (laughs) the sacks. I mean, I'm not entirely... Listen, their left tackle wasn't doing a great job, but still, I I, I just... I'm I'm extremely concerned. Yeah, it's it's a little little too open about that. But do we know why Hartley was released? Because he's missed eight kicks, including one 26-yarder last week. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't disagree because I, I just always struggled with Harley. My, my roommate 
Whitney, her family is from Louisiana, and they are Saints fans. I mean, she's a Broncos fan first, but Saints are number two. And she loves Hartley. And I'm like, how can you love this guy? Like, he, like every year I feel like he loses his job. So to me, this is not even remotely surprising. Not Every year at some point he loses yeah. his job. And didn't he have, like, a pop problem, too? He's got a lot of problems. Or is that just what he looks like? <laughs> He's got that floppy hair. You know, I totally feel like uh, one of those people from the 60s are like, cut your hair, get a job. No. <laughs> no. He, but, yeah, so I think they're they're out for blood there in the Saints land. They are just saying no. Well, you so, know. But I'm still, I'm still going to go New Orleans because I feel like um, they're just a team that knows how to win. I think I had like dyslexia when I was writing who I was going to choose. No, I didn't because Carolina's at home. Yeah, no. You can pick Carolina. That's a smart one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go Carolina. I thought Carolina's home and then I was like, wait, are the Saints home? I should go Saints because that's how close this game is. Literally, it really is like, well, who's at home? Yeah, because it's all about defense. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go Carolina, but I don't, feel gr- I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about New Orleans either, but I'm taking them. All right, Minnesota Vikings at Cincinnati Bengals. So last week's win is giving you hope, but you should think better about hanging your fantasy season on any Viking player right now. I love you, Vikings. <laughs> I know Brandon does. <laughs> I, I, after that victory, I was like, Brandon's going to be so excited. Um, but, uh, I, can't, I can't. I can't do it. Cut calls, though. I will say. So they're backup, backup, backup running back. <laughs> the backup to the backup. The backup to the backup to the backup. He did great. Not did well. great. I mean, for I mean, come on. They I mean, were short for, runs, but they went into the end for, zone. Yeah. yeah. Watch points. All right. And oh, if you no, drafted Adrian Peterson, you were having a bit of a freak out last week, and rightfully so, you know. You know, did you really want to handcuff yourself with a guy who you never or even heard of in a playoff league? It's a really risky decision. But, you know, he proved that he can produce in the red zone, like you said. I mean, like, short runs, but in the red zone, you know, you got it done. So I think you should still look to your bench. You've probably got a better, more consistent option than this guy. And you also need to look to see if Toby Gerhardt will be returning because that is going to obviously take away touches from. Well, supposedly Adrian Peterson might return. Supposedly. I mean, no, you can't rule it out. It's AP. Mm. Freaking nature. Robot. It's crazy. Um, but it's a possibility. Other notables in this case, Greg Jennings, Cordella Patterson, Jarius Wright. You know, all of them look good, but none of them have been consistent. And the Bengals give up the 10 fewest points. So you could think about it. Again, they're very much a gut call, though. Bench, Matt Castle. You know, Castle had a great game in the victory against the Eagles, which was quite unexpected, at least for me. Maybe Brandon here would tell you that she expected it. She'd be lying. Always. She'd tell you that. <laughs> But he was the fourth highest scoring quarterback last week with 28 points. I know, you know? It's bananas. But you know, you have been riding more consistent quarterbacks into the playoffs, and you should stick with these guys. The Bengals don't allow many points to opposing quarterbacks, so don't throw you know your possible entire league victory away on this guy. You're gonna hate yourself if you do that by starting Castle. Do you think anyone is starting Castle in their fantasy football? What he is is he's a Some great QB two if you play a two quarterback league though. Yeah, if you could put a quarterback in a flex position, sure. Yeah. 
But some people do crazy stuff, Brand. They'll look at some matchup. They may have got someone like a Cam Newton and say, oh, he only scored me 15 points. And Castle, he did 28 points last week. I'll put him in. All right. Well, they're in the consolation bracket, which is fine. I'm in some of those too. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. I don't know. Bengals. Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. Play with the God. I'm Giovanni Bernard. So, we know this guy's been giving you a headache all season long. But he'll be rushing against the Vikings to give up the eighth most points to running backs. You know, and he got the bulk of the touches last week, so that should kind of build up your confidence with him. Feel pretty good about it. AJ Green, we've got him ranked number three. No, he didn't have the explosive game that you were hoping for last week. But even on his off weeks, he is still at minimum a wide receiver too. You know, and the good news for you is the Vikings give up the second most points to opposing wide receivers. So this should be quite a great matchup with Mr. Green here. Other notables, Marvin Jones and Tony Eifert. The Vikings give up, you know, a lot of points to tight ends, as you know, and the tight end category is kind of a crapshoot, so Eifert might not be a bad look in this. I'm into it. Yeah. Gut calls, Andy Dalton. We have him ranked number five, so you might be saying, why is this guy a gut call? Because <laughs> it's so hard to feel good about him. It's so hard. But mathematically, so he hard. ended up being number five. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, he's been upgraded. And Minnesota gives up lots of points to quarterbacks yeah the second most points to quarterbacks mm. so you know are you are you a little nervous yeah but i mean they give up a ton of points so it's kind of borderline like a green leg go on andy dalton i hate to say it <laughs> we all do but i mean if you, if you look at the matchup yeah that's what i gotta tell you bench ben jarvis green ellis he's not getting the looks he's not getting the touches that you need and don't this you can't you can't rely on him for a championship game there's not enough upside here to make it worth the risk. I'm, I've got the Bengals are going to win, but I really wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings were able to pull this out. Um, Courtney I'm picked going, the Vikings, by the way. Yeah, Courtney did pick the Vikings, and she made a cute little note. She said, go Castle. I have said that he should be the starter for some time now. Love him. She really likes him because he was a chief for like half a second. Yeah, she was into that. Um, I'm going to the ba- with the Bengals because I love the Vikings, and they only win when I don't pick them. So it's reserve psychology. Fair enough. Go Bengals. Also, I wanted to tell you, I was looking at uh, my running back rankings, and I always look at the average for the season and the average for the last four games, and then I factor in the matchup and I do a mathematical thing. So one of the things that shocked me is that only 22 running backs have averaged over 10 points per game the whole season. That's terrible. Well, yeah, it is terrible. Only 22 people. And some of them are on injured reserve. (laughs) It's just bad. Anyway. All right, we got Denver Broncos at Houston Texans. All right, the Denver Broncos... Okay. They're at Houston, so you're starting everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, really, you are. Uh, yeah, Peyton Manning, no, we have ranked number one. No, Sean Moreno, number four. And Courtney's done some great analysis. And make sure to ch- check us out on cover32.com because that's where we put up our write ups. We also put them up on herfantasyfootball.com. And you can read all the great stuff that's going on here. Um, Julius Thomas, we have ranked number three. Demarius Thomas, number eight. Denver defense, number eight. That's the only controversial one. 
Well, Houston gives up the third most fantasy points to opposing defenses. Yeah, I... Um... This is the week to play him, so I guess you have to do it. Uh, in the gut calls, we have Eric Decker. Why? Because either he's getting you five touchdowns or zero. You know the game. <laughs> 40, 40 points or five points. No uh, in between. No in between. We have a bench warmer for Wes Welker. Um, he's very he's questionable. He's been ruled out. He has been he ruled, was ruled out. out. Okay, yeah, great. he didn't get medical clearance. Yeah, and nor should he. It's unless, I mean, unless something weeks. changes... Yeah, but. it's bad. It's ugly. Um, the only other thing is, where's Andre Caldwell? Who's the only guy who scored last last week at all? <laughs> he was the only guy to score. Which I would like to say, this is one of those things hard as a fan. Because as a fan, you're like, yay! And then I have the fan moment for all of two seconds, and then I go immediate into fantasy mode, and I'm just like, why would you throw to a receiver that nobody has on their team? You know? Everyone forgot was in the league. Nobody's got Caldwell in their fantasy team. I think team. I liked him as a sleeper when he was a Bengal two years ago. He did great, though. He did great. He did great. So You're, you're not playing him. You're not going to start you're him. You're not going to start him. But I did want to say his name because that was infuriating because no one else had a fantasy game worth talking about last week from the Chargers or the Broncos, really, except for Ryan Matthews. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. And Andre Caldwell. And Andre Caldwell. Yeah. But we'll move on to the Texans before I get really depressed. So elite. (laughs) Elite. Elite. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the Texans. The only player you have consistently played from this team is Andre Johnson. And his value has tanked this week with Case Kingdom's injury. Now, Ben Tate has been the other player consideration, and his ribs have been, might, you know, kind of be waving a white flag right now saying, I am done. You know, it's not (laughs) looking good for the Texans. It really isn't. I mean, with Ben Tate, I've got him as a gut call here. Um, Got him right number 24. You know, this guy is beat up, and he's been beat up for weeks. So bad for him. He's hitting a wall. I mean, he had a CT scan on his ribs, Mm. and they're waiting for the results, and, and he was still, you know, able to get you nine points even while he's completely beat up. But you're probably need more than that for your championship game. So, you know, perhaps a flex play, but look to see if he will even be active. If he isn't, Dennis Johnson will get the start. We don't recommend handcuffing yourself to him unless you absolutely have to. Um, mm. Because, again, he's not proven. So it's, it's just not looking good for the whole Texans team. Uh, bench warmers, Case Keenum. I shouldn't even have to mention to you, but in case you are a homer and want to play a Texans player, this is not the guy. You know, he's got a sprained thumb. So this should just be the added reason not to even remotely go there. Two thumbs up for Keenan. Other notables, the Texans wide receivers. There is no one to throw them the ball. But if you have to go with someone, obviously Andre Johnson. So, I mean, the Broncos secondary is certainly nothing to write home about. But They're hideous. But the Texans are beat up. They're just beat up. It's just not, it's not great. I'm going to go with the Broncos here. And not just because I'm a homer, but because the Texans are that bad. I'm going with the Broncos as well, but I hate their non-defense. I, I'm not calling them a defense. They are the non-defense. It's going to cost us a championship. Anyway, get, um, figured out. get it together. And then Courtney will also take the Denver Broncos, and she actually um, is saying, please, God. So she's um, probably at home she's saying the she's same losing thing her, while she's Losing coughing. her faith. She's losing her faith. 
Uh, Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Tennessee Titans. You know, they. I think I called... I have three bad children that I just love so much, and they are the Carolina Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Tennessee Titans. They're so scrappy. They are scrappy. They're my little scrappy bad children, but I'm into them. Uh, speaking of... But del- you say bad children, but Courtney did a whole little write-up about like what teams are playoff-bound, and Brandon, of all the teams, actually has the most potential to be in the playoffs. It's so true. All your scrappy little red-headed stepchildren. Yeah, they're all in. Playoff-bound, baby. Yeah, they're all trying yeah. really hard. It's very cute. Um, speaking of cute... Delaney Walker, I hope you listened to my little sleeper tip last week and played Delaney Walker um, because he caught eight passes for 53 yards and a touchdown, and he's a tight end, so you know that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arizona gives up, was who they played last week, and they gave up the absolute most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Well, good news. This week he goes up against the Jaguars, who give up the second most fantasy Ooh. points to tight ends. Look for the repeat. Um, other must starts. Mr. Beard Fitzpatrick. Uh, he struggled against Denver, but that was his only game where he scored less than 15 fantasy points since week 10 when he took over as a starter. He's a fantasy stud. I didn't tell you he's a real football stud. I said he's a fantasy stud. Um, If you can't ride the Romo roller coaster anymore, or if you lost RG3 but you didn't get Kirk Cousins on waivers, then Fitzpatrick might still be available. And he's playing Jacksonville. Hello. They give up the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. It should be fun. Love it. Go Fitzy. Go Fitzy. Chris Johnson, he's one of the only true featured backs in the league still. Stardom, you're pleased. Kendall Wright, welcome back, Kendall. Thank you, you're not hurt. Um, He caught 12 passes for 150 yards, and he looked good doing it last week. Awesome. Got calls. In desperation mode, (laughs) looking for an upside wide receiver? Well, here's your guy. Um, Last week in Washington, he caught seven passes for 92 yards. If you're in a PPR league, that's beautiful. Um... Also, I brought up the Fitzpatrick threw the ball 61 times earlier, and that's just crazy. So um, that's a lot of opportunities. Maybe he can get in the end zone. Also, Tennessee defense. We have them ranked number 10. It looks like a good matchup, but Jacksonville's been better recently. They don't have Cecil Shorts anymore, so it's kind of like all over the map. But, you know, Tennessee scored zero or less fantasy points, the defense, in three of their last four games. So even though it's a good matchup, I don't know. Um, and then bench warmers. No, you should really consider starting everyone. Seriously, at least consider it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Jacksonville Jaguars. So play them if you got them. We got Jordan Todman. Mm-hmm. Todman replaced Jones Drew last week and had more yards than Jones Drew had in any single game all season with 153 total yards. Jaguars head coach have not said whether or not Jones Drew will be playing in Week 16. If he is out, Todman should be in your lineup. Tennessee gives up the second most fantasy points to running backs. That's all good news. Mercedes Lewis, we have you know ranked number 22, which is interesting because he's in a must start for us. So we've got Courtney and uh, and Courtney, Courtney does the rankings for tight. <laughs> <I laughs> yes, Courtney, like- Courtney, they don't agree. They don't agree, but you know, last week <laughs> made it three weeks in a row with the, t- uh, the touchdown for Lewis, 
And he also had 54 yards receiving and the most targets for the Jaguars. So if you really are weak in the tight ends, which is basically everybody playing fantasy right now, uh, most of us are. Like she says, Lewis is your guy. So Tennessee gives up the 11th most fantasy points to tight ends. So it's kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense in terms of defending them, but Lewis is getting a lot of looks for touchdowns. So gut calls, no gut calls this week, bench warmers. Everybody is on the bench for the Jaguars for the most part. So Chad Henney, A. Sanders, yeah, don't, just don't really go there. I'm saying Sanders had his Sanders. best game of last week with 7.7 fantasy points, but he's only targeted twice. So that's not great. You need, you need a few more looks than that to feel confident about it. But oh, Tennessee right. gives up the second fewest points to wide receivers as well. So, again, that's not looking great for A. Sanders. Courtney's pick is the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to go with the Titans as well because I just love Fitzy, and I think Fitzy's going to pull it out. I'm going Jaguars. And Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. I'm not even really remotely excited for this game. I can't tell you why. But Colts do this matchup <laughs> against a very tough Chiefs defense. There are no must-starts, which I know is very weird because usually I'm fairly high on the Colts, but Chiefs D. Real no. It's not looking good. Got calls would be Andrew Luck. We've been ranked number 14, which I think is right because he's right. He's literally right there on the cusp of being a must start. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of top of that list. You know, the Chiefs, because it's the Chiefs, we're a little bit leery on it. So the Chiefs give up the 10th fewest points to quarterbacks, and Luck was only able to get you 15 points against the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Texans, you know? He's been struggling to get over 200 passing yards and has thrown three interceptions in the past four games. I mean, with that said, he is the fourth highest scoring quarterback for the season, so it's it's kind of hard to not play him. But I mean, this is a true gut call. When you're going to playoffs here, it's very important that you aren't just playing people because they're good for the whole season. You really need to be looking at matchups because this is your last chance. Mm-hmm. You know, other notables: Trent Richardson. Yes, that is painful to admit that he is a gut call right now. But you bench the guy and he starts playing. It's irritating. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't feel great about it because I certainly wouldn't want to lose my entire fantasy season because of Trent Richardson, but depending on who you've got and your injuries. Benchwarmers, T.Y. Hilton, and Colby Fleener. Not a great matchup for either of them. The Chiefs give up the fewest points to tight ends, which means that you won't see much improvement from Fleener's goose egg last week. And mm-hmm. they've been fairly stout against wide receivers as well. And T.Y. Hilton hasn't been producing the last few weeks, so might not be the best week to hope for him having to bounce back. Don't love it. I do love the Kansas City Chiefs, though. And Alex Smith is in the plame if you got him. Not to... Uh... <laughs> yes, he is. That's a projecting thing. Um, so I said six out of the last seven games, he's had over 18 fantasy points. But five out of the seven, he's had over 20 fantasy points of all of his home games this season. Um, you're going to hear the seat that um, Alex Smith doesn't throw down the field, and you're going to hear that Jamal Charles did almost all of the work last week when he got five touchdowns. And you know what? That's true. But by hook or by crook, Alex Smith is the second highest scoring fantasy QB in the league over the last four weeks and the eighth highest on the season. Okay? It's crazy. I, I mean, at some point, we have to give credit where credit is due. It's Stats not a one, don't lie. It's not a one-game thing. It's the season. He is in the top 10 for the season, people. 
And you know what? I don't know why we can't give him credit. It's unbelievable. It used to be, oh, well, all of his wins in San Francisco was because they had such a great defense. And then it was the same thing in Kansas City. And then it was also Jamal Charles. He does everything. But when they lose, the first thing they say is, well, Alex, Alex Smith just can't get it done. What are you talking about? And now, now that he's getting 20-plus fantasy points per like every game, they won't even give him that. Well, yeah, but you won despite of him. I was like, no, I'm riding him into the championship game, literally. I, I totally, completely agree with you. We have this weird stigma in the NFL that if you're not flashy, you're not good. And I don't understand why this is, because Alex Smith has been solid for years, particularly if we aren't talking fantasy, but you're just talking football in general, the, the argument needs to be done with. It needs to be done with. I could maybe someone understand fantasy because he was never a top 10 guy, but he was always like around that 13, 14, 12-ish kind of range. Like he was always, you were always thinking about it because he never lost two games, but he's been great this year. Give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, I, 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 it's unbelievable the pushback from fantasy experts. Unbelievable. Um, also, you know who you're playing? Jamal Charles. We've ranked him number one, and I'm not quite sure it's even high enough. Can we go higher than one? 0.5. He's ranked 0.5. Because last week, Jamal Charles had the sixth best fantasy performance by a running back since 1960 with five <laughs> touchdowns. Okay? Fantasy MVP. I had to run out to run some errands that I t- was taking a business trip to Milwaukee and I came back and it was like, what? <laughs> like literally <laughs> I left and I come back and he has, I think he had 41 points and then he got another 10 points by the end of the game. And I'm like 51 points from Jamal Charles. Crazy. Unbelievable. Crazy in a good also way. Also crazy. Kansas city defense. Two weeks ago, they sacked RG three, six times leading to some remote justification of his benching, although we're going to stress the word remote. Um, And then last week, they picked off Matt McGloin five times. Now, Andrew Luck is not RG3 or Matt McGloin, but you know what? He has an offensive line that's like Swiss cheese, and they really don't have a running game. So there's only so much he can do. So play the Chiefs. Um, and he but, has a history of throwing interceptions, certainly last year. So yeah, and they're in Arrowhead, so I just don't, I don't like any of that. Um, there are no, uh, but there are no gut calls because you either start them or they're on the bench. And also on the bench, Dwayne Bow, you're back, baby. He, he has yet to acquire more than seventy passing yards in any game this season, and he's only scored four touchdowns. It's championship, no go. But I'm picking the Chiefs. And their home field advantage is underrated. Yeah. Arrowhead's a crazy stadium. Courtney's also going Chiefs. No surprise. I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs across the board. Boom. Dallas Cowboys at Washington Redskins. All right, Cowboys. I'm weirdly excited for this game. <laughs> it's kind of, I think it's kind of like a, like a car accident. You know, like you're not really sure what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> but it's going to be entertaining. It's bad. Um... However, play him if you got him. DeMarco Murray. Washington gives up the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs, and he's a stud. Dance with the one who brought you. Over the last four games, Murray has averaged 19.40 points per game, which is second in the league, only behind crazy town Jamal Charles. Uh, other studs. We're going to put Des Bryant back up here. I don't feel great about it, and I'd certainly not want to see him cry. Ugh. Just I feel bad for him though. Like you could tell, like Come he on. actually meant that. 
I mean, I know. I but... know, but like, just come on, cry. Fine. No, Sean led the way. Um, <laughs> Paving it for greater men. Well, Chris Carter actually was interviewed, and he was saying that he cried all the time. He's like, I don't understand. I used to cry all the time. I'm an emotional man. And I was like, nice. <laughs> Just put it out there. Uh, Jason Witten, also. He, for tight ends, he's definitely a stud. Gut calls. Tony Romo. I, listen, we ranked him 18, and I borderline think it's generous. It's not. It's probably exactly where he's going to be. But stop me if you've heard this story. Hold on. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Hmm? Hmm? Do you hear it every other week? Pretty par for the course, yeah. Right. He's going to drive you crazy. He hasn't scored over 20 fantasy points since November 3rd when he played the Vikings. We already talked about that. Um, It should be a good matchup, but once again, we've been saying that every week, and he proves time and time again that he squanders good fantasy matchups. So, you know, you want to ride the one that got you there. So if you're in the championship game, perhaps you want to do that. But if you're kind of in the consolation bracket and you need more and you want to swing for the fences, I would definitely go Alex Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill. Go for it. Don't feel bad about it because I think they're at bare minimum going to be around the same. Bare minimum. But they definitely have the potential of being better. Uh, also, D- bench warmers, Dallas defense, don't, don't think this is a good matchup against the Redskins and possibly play them and think Kirk Cousins is going to implode or something like that. Just don't. Dallas scored a whopping negative three fantasy points two weeks ago at Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> they have had zero or less or less fantasy points four times this year. Don't think about it. <laughs> you also are probably not thinking about the Washington Redskins. There's definitely no must starts. Although I they totally do look a lot disagree. better with Kirk as yeah. a quarterback. Interesting. Yeah. They definitely look better. But, you know, gut calls Pierre Garçon. I personally think Pierre Garçon should be a starter because I have him ranked number nine. But, you know, he had one good game. In fact, the best game he had since week two. And Dallas is really bad defensively, so maybe Garçon can have a repeat. We understand that if you don't trust him, you know, and that's why he falls in the gut calls, but everything's pointing to him having a good game. And he looked much better with Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Alfred Morris, we have him right number 17. This is playoffs, people. Morris is a gut call simply because Dallas gives up the most fantasy points to running backs. Um, You know, if, if we were playing anyone else, we would have benched him. So keep that in mind. And he only has one game in double digits in the past five weeks. I don't love that. Kirk Cousins. I think, you know, he's throwing the ball. And yes, Cousins had two interceptions and a fumble, but he also had three touchdowns and almost 400 passing yards. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and this is Dallas's defense, and they've given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So this wouldn't be a completely crazy play if you were thinking about playing him, especially like Brandon said, if you're in a consolation bracket and you're just kind of looking for someone with the upside. He's got some upside against the Dallas D. We ranked him number three. Yeah, he's got upside. So, bench warmers, Washington defense. This is laughable. Like, the fact (laughs) we even have to mention this as a bench. This is like the ultimate bench is the Redskins defense. It's it's not even funny. So, I think, yeah, we're a little bit, you know, I see where Courtney's coming from. I see where the rankings are coming from. I think it's just hard to have any confidence in them, especially championship game. Because I know I was thinking, when I was doing my write-ups, I was like, I'm thinking this is totally different because this is the championship, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know, this is a hard one. I think I'm going to go Cowboys, though. 
Yeah. Because purely because Romo has to set himself up for the final game, you know, like where he's got a chance in the final game and he'll blow it. Right. You know, we've, got, we've got to have that. It happens every season. Every every season. So he's got to set that up, which means he has to win this week. Yeah, and that's why I'm going Dallas, too, and I hate myself for saying it, and Courtney's going the Redskins, and we are going to speed it up, lady, because we're, we're so bad. <laughs> Courtney's totally our policeman. Courtney, we miss you and love you. Feel better soon. Yes. All right. Courtney would be yelling at us right now, and she should. All she right, should. Cleveland Browns. Okay. This, should go, this should go quickly. Josh Gordon, we have number ranked number two. This is an absolute must-star. You should know this by now. I mean, a little bit of a freak-out last week because you, know, you didn't get your points at the very end there, but points are points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Jets gave up the seventh most points to wide receivers. Stick with your guy. Brown's defense scored 14 points against Chicago, a far superior offense than compared to the Jets. And the Jets are a turnover machine. They have the second most points to defenses. Played the Browns D. Got calls, Jordan Cameron. Ugh. I thought he was going to back to baller status, and he's not. It's very sad. And he only had three <laughs> catches for two points last week. And his ribs aren't doing well either. For this reason, he's a gut call purely because, again, the whole tight end category is just a whole crapshoot, so you never know. Maybe he'll send you off a style. I don't know. Bench warmers, Edwin Baker. So don't take a flyer on Baker. He was just signed from the practice squad and had a nice little game with 13 points. But the Browns' backfield is a complete nightmare and beyond inconsistent. So this is not someone you should be even remotely considering come championship week. Other notables, Jason Campbell and any other running back should also be on the bench. Yeah, the Jets, there are no must-starts. Gut calls, the Jets' defense. Mm. Cleveland gives up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing defenses. So if if Mr. Interception Campbell shows up, it could be a nice outing for the Jets. But if Josh Gordon blows up and shreds them, then it'll be a bad performance. So it's definitely the definition of gamble. As far as the bench warmers it's everyone else listen only last week only geno smith and jeff cumberland scored in the double digits and that was with 13 and 11 points each so that's not good enough for a fantasy championship it's not even close uh but i'm taking the jets at home i'm feeling feisty courtney is actually taking the browns which is crazy because she always takes the jets she always takes the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm also going Browns. Right. Tampa Bay at St. Louis Rams. All right, Tampa Bay. Bobby Rainey is in our play if you got him. Now, he's ranked 30, so he's kind of more of a gut call. But he was not good last week, to say the least. He only rushed for 27 yards on 11 carries in San Francisco. But or against San Francisco, but San Francisco is really great against the run. We told you that, um, and they got behind early, so they were throwing the ball more, and he didn't really have a chance to, to get it done. However, this week he goes up against St. Louis, and they give up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And you know, he's just good in good matchups. He's not good yeah. in bad matchups, and that's just the way it is. So this would be a week to play him. Other studs, Vincent Jackson, you get it, and he's number 12. He should play, but he was limited on practice on Wednesday, so just keep your eye out. Uh, got calls, Tim Wright. You know, he's the definition of boomer bust. Last week he caught seven passes for 82 yards and a touchdown. Other weeks he'll catch one ball for 13 yards. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It's the way it is. Uh, but St. Louis gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends, so I'm not quite sure this is the right week for him. Bench warmers, Mike Glennon, you're not going to play him. But I'm excited for him next year. Middle of the pack kind of guy. 
possibly dynasty leagues. Um, St. Louis Rams. This will be easy. Zach Stacy. Last week he tore it up. We love him. He rushed for 133 yards, one touchdown. Then he tacked on another 10 yards receiving, just for good measure. Um, Tampa Bay does give up the seventh fewest fantasy points. And I've told you this before. He's not as good against good matchups. He's not matchup proof. But he's still a stud, so you'll play him. Yeah. Um, gut calls, there are no gut calls, and absolutely everyone else is on the bench. I don't know how Zach Stacy scores so many points when literally everyone else is scoring like seven or less fantasy points, including their quarterback. It's, like <laughs> it's bizarre. so true. I don't, know, I don't even know how it's possible, but um, I'm picking the Rams because they're at home and they just win weird games. I also am going Rams purely because of Zach Stacy, and yeah, they, they win games they shouldn't mm-hmm. win, so I'm going with them. And you know what? Cor- Courtney is too. Yep, all down the rims. Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals, there are no automatic must-starts when you're playing at Seattle. Not even Drew Brees. We know what happened. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Ouchie McOucha. Okay, um, Rashard Mendenhall, hear me out. Okay, you have to run against Seattle. They give up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs, but they give up the absolute fewest points to quarterbacks, wide receivers, and then the sixth fewest points to tight ends. Like, they have to run the ball. And Coach Arians loves him. He, He keeps getting the work. Like, I know we're all talking about Andre Ellington's more talented, but, like, who cares? He's getting less points. He's averaging 12.83 fantasy points over the last four weeks, which is the 15th highest average out of all running backs in the league. He's the least sexy pickup imaginable, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> it just is. I, this facts are facts. Uh, Arizona defense, we have them ranked 16. I don't know. Seattle gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to defenses, and they only got six fantasy points the last time they played them in week seven. But frankly, with defenses, that actually may not be a bad floor. If it's only, if that's the lowest they're going to get. Yeah. I don't know. It's There's way worse out there. Yeah. So, anyway, other for your consideration, Andre Ellington, maybe, maybe. And and Jay Feely is actually a really good kicker, so think about that. Um, bench warmers, Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. They're both questionable right now. Fitzgerald didn't practice on Wednesday due to a concussion, and Michael Floyd, Floyd was limited uh, due to an ankle injury. Uh, and Seattle gives up the absolute fewest points to wide receivers anyway. So... I wouldn't play either of them. Also, you wouldn't play Carson Palmer or Rob Hausler, but also Hausler's probably out with a groin injury. Well, there we go. So. Seattle, playing if you got him, Marshawn Lynch. We have him ranked number 14th. Lynch scored the 10th most fantasy points last week and the 4th most points overall for the season. He got you here. Don't turn your back on him. Yes, he will be going up against the top defense in the league against running backs, but unless you magically have three out of the four top running backs on your team, which if you do... You're clearly <laughs> in the championship game. I bow down to you. Yeah. But let's be honest. You don't. So you are starting lunch. Okay? You're, yes. just, you're starting lunch. <laughs> um, other notables, Seattle defense. Again, we have right number one. This is, for the most part, a non-negotiable. You're, you're starting the Seattle D. And the fact that you got Fitzgerald out, Floyd out, you got Carson, Carson Palmer as your quarterback, this is, again, a no-brainer. And Steven Hauschka. <laughs> your boy Hauschka, Brandon. Another you know star. I love me some Hauschka. I know you. I know you love Hauschka. Pay attention to your kickers, people. They even get cut from teams. 
<laughs> we won't. They don't. They don't tell you they get cut, but they do get cut. They do. Uh, gut calls. Russell Wilson. So, for all you Russell Wilson lovers out there, you are thinking that he is unjustly in the gut call section yet again. No. But consider this: he was up against a defense that gives up the 17th fewest points to quarterbacks last week, and was barely snuck into the top 20 quarterbacks of that position. In fact, he's at 19th. He'll be up against the Cardinals, a far better defense than the Giants. So this might not be a very, you know, productive fantasy football week for him. It could very well be very, very, very average. Well, but the problem with the Giants is he didn't even have to play. But still, the Cardinals are a better defense, and he landed at the 19th position. I agree. I mean, it's just it's hard to score fantasy points when you can't even get on the field because the other guy is throwing so many interceptions. Like, yeah, but I know. I'm just no, saying. I agree. I agree. I'm not I mean, going to start Brand, Brandon ranked him 17. I'm not. I mean, the hard part though is yeah. he actually comes in at like I think seventh most highest scoring quarterback for the season. Yeah, but it's but, because of the Cardinals. But you just you got to look at matchups, people. You know. Don't just look at season averages here. So, um, bench warmers, Doug Baldwin, the Seahawks wide receivers are dropping like flies, but Baldwin is the most consistent. The problem is, is he's up against a very tough defense that gives up the eighth fewest points to wide receivers. And he only scores every other week. And guess what? He scored last week, which means he's not going to score this week. Wrong. He's going to be borderline non-existent. <laughs> so, don't, don't go there. I'm going to go with the Seahawks, even though I want the Cardinals to win. Oh, the Seahawks are going to go undefeated at home. I like the Cardinals. One of my bad children. I'm going to Seahawks. It says Courtney. Um, yeah. Speaking of heinous children, the New York Giants at Detroit Lions. Both of these bad, Our bad favorite. children. Oh, goodness. Implosion personified. Um, New York Giants. Play them if you got them. I just wrote, stop it. <laughs> stop it. What she meant to put is Eli. Oh, my goodness. Um... Got calls. Andre Brown. So last week was the epic implosion for all Giants. It was hard to watch. It was heinous. Even Andre Brown got sucked into it. But he is actually a great running back on a really bad team. So sadly, Detroit gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, so it might not get better. Sorry. Um, Also, I wrote down Eli Manning's name to point out that this was our first time ranking him at number 32. And just to let you know, he was actually been lower waiting than all that. season for that. <laughs> I haven't. He was actually lower than that last week because he had negative 3.76 fantasy points after throwing five interceptions at home against Seattle. Also, I'm shooting down the notion right now that next year he's going to bounce back and be a top QB because already people are talking about it. Your hatred of him is so amusing to me. It's not I hatred. It. I just I don't know why people don't acknowledge numbers. Because you don't. You, we none of us know what could happen next season. He could have a bounce back season. He oh, could. Okay, sure. And I could lose thirty pounds, but I'm not banking on it. You could, Brandon. You could. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> But, I mean, he is a two-time Super Bowl champion. I mean, and the, the Giants have been a very good, solid team. You know, there's a, there was a reason to believe that he was going to be a top quarterback. There was a reason. This is, I think, I really do think this is like an outlier season. I don't know what's going on. Would you like to talk about the Lions? Because I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't be surprised, people, when Brandon makes her boldest statement of the year and actually puts Eli Manning as not ranked next week. She's going to not even rank him. I should have ranked Curtis Painter. (laughs) (laughs) And that guy's terrible. Ah, Detroit Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Play if you got him, Matthew Stafford. We have him ranked number 15. The Lions have fallen apart in the last two weeks. It's terrible. Like... It's getting kind, of, kind, of kind of painful to watch. But this is, you know, where we hold on tight and wait for the huge game for Stafford, one for the record books. You know, stay with the guys that got you here, even with his last two weeks being really bad. Stafford is still sixth in fantasy points for quarterbacks. So unless you have Peyton Manning, you still are playing Stafford. Calvin Johnson, we've ranked number one. He He's human. You know, we wish he didn't decide to show us that in the playoffs, but, you know, he mm. still ended the game with over bad. nine points. So... This is not, you know, going to be an easy game for him because he is going up against the Giants that actually give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. You know, if he doesn't continue to drop the ball, you know, he should have a bounce back. So here's what we're hoping for. Reggie Bush. He is back. Racked up 16.1 points in your fantasy team last week. And he had a touchdown in the last two games he's played. You know, the Giants' defense is better than their offense for sure, but, you know, Reggie can do it all, and that's, you know, what we're going to be looking for here this week. And he's only had one game under 10 fantasy points in the last six weeks he's played. So that is consistency, and that is what you are looking for. Gut calls, Detroit defense. You know, the Lions are playing the Giants, and in case you missed it, Eli throws some interceptions here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few. So definitely a gut call. Uh, bench, everyone else is on the bench. No Burleson, no Bell, no Durham, you know, no Pettigrew, no Fort Foria. So, you know, one of them will get a touchdown, but you don't really know who it's going to be, and don't risk your fantasy season on it. Courtney's going the Lions. I, everyone knows I want to say the Giants, but I, I got to go the Lions. Yeah. I wrote, is this a joke? It. The Lions. <laughs> you, ready for, you ready for this game, Brandon? The Patriots yeah. against the Ravens? New England Patriots at Baltimore Ravens. This one's interesting. The Ravens are heating up a bit. I like it. This one could be interesting. New England Patriots. Tom Brady is playing if you got him. No, he is not the same Brady as when he has Gronk. There is no question about it, and there is no way around it. But he's still good enough to start. You know, He should be fired up after the loss to Miami, and Baltimore's defense is not as good as Miami's defense, so it should be okay for Brady. Other notables would be Julian Edelman. He's kind of his go-to guy right now, so I like him out of all the receivers. Gut calls Shane Vereen. That was, that was a terrible week last week. Wow, yeah, it was bad. Like, really bad. You know, but Vereen is usually a beast in PPR leagues, especially, and a go-to for Brady. But, you know, that has not been the case last week. Amendola is healthy, which does take away some of Vereen's receiving targets. So let's hope for a bounce-back week for Vereen. I would say if you're going to consider him, consider him in a flex position. Other notables would be Danny Amendola, again, because he is actually healthy. Um, Brady likes him. Oof, I don't know. I know I wouldn't risk my fantasy season on it, though. Uh-uh. You, Brian? Nope, I dropped him. <laughs> uh, bench warmers. I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Michael Humanuwani. Awesome. I, I know I totally botched that. And I'm so sorry. And I actually Fantastic have in my notes name. analysis of the year. Humanawali, I can't. Whatever, is not wrong. 
you might still be thinking, who, who and who? Exactly. Don't go there. All of his points were off one touchdown. One touchdown. Well, Don't do it. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens. There are no must-starts this week for Baltimore. Got calls. Torrey Smith, uh, number 19 ranked wide receiver. And he's kind of a scary play. Um, and if you bench him, we wouldn't blame you. Smith had another bad performance last week. Some might be into the 6.9 fantasy points that he had. But um, listen, it's just it's, it's the playoffs. Let's get it together. New England gives up the 14th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. It is what it is. Dennis Pitta, 11th ranked tight end. Pitta was, uh, you know, he's hot right now. And people are ranking him very high for only playing two games this year. And the first game he had six catches and a touchdown and 48 yards. But last week he had two catches and 24 yards. So, mm. you know, but if you kind of have a mediocre tight end anyway, New England gives up the 14th most fantasy points to tight ends, kind of middle of the pack. Might be worth a flyer. Bench warmers, Ray Rice. Oof, how the mighty have fallen. That's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, he hasn't had a touchdown since week 11, and before that it was week 5. I mean, he rushed over 100 yards only once this year in week 11. And But New England does give up the 14th most fantasy points to running backs, and you can run on New England, but mm, it's just it's the playoffs. Flacco, not your guy. Bench him. And Courtney's going Ravens. I'm going Patriots. Witchcraft. Jessica Lang never really dies. That's right. More Coven. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you, Brian, as far as the Ravens from a fantasy perspective. It's a little dicey. But from a team perspective on who's going to win, I mean, they're just they're pulling out wins. You know, they're pulling out big moments. So, and I will never forget freezing my tush off at that playoff game and then pulling that win out on us. So it's possible. At least they're it pulling entirely out. entirely possible. <laughs> Always safe. <laughs> right. Foolproof. <laughs> no, it is not, listeners. No, it is not. <laughs> All right. Oakland Raiders at San Diego Chargers. Oakland Raiders. Do, 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 do. Rashad Jennings. Play him if you got him. Hey. Yeah. Nice little guy, right? 103 total yards and two touchdowns. Um, I'm into it. So, um, I mean, he just fits into their their offense, and it's what your fantasy teams need. And, I mean, he didn't play week 14, but minus that, he's had double digits every week since week 9. Jennings is a must-start. Yeah. Good stuff. Got calls. Michael Rivera. So Rivera's not someone that's flashy for tight end. And he's not going to get you 20 points. Um, but they do like to give the ball to him in the in the end zone. And we all like that. He's had three touchdowns in the last five games. San Diego gives up the 14th fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So it's a little dicey. That's why he's a gut call. Andre Holmes and Rod Streeter. I feel like we're going to talk about them a lot next year. Right? Yeah, I agree. That's these I guys. Agree yeah. yeah. They're boomer bust. Both players have great games and then not so great games. So only play them if you really have a tough matchup with your third wide receiver. We lean towards Streeter over Holmes, um, even though Moore is back, but um, we expect these two guys to get the majority of the workload. And San Diego gives up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, so there's some chance. Bench warmers, everyone else is benched. No more, no McGloin, no Reese. San Diego Chargers, play them if you got them. Keenan Allen, 
as expected, he had a big week last week with 14 points. Smoking hot. No. The Raiders are worse than the average defense in the league in defending wide receivers, so look for Allen to have another solid week. You should be expecting double-digit points from him. He is a must-start. Other notables be Ryan Matthews. He had a big game as well last week. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but, I mean, really good. he's someone you've got to be considering right now. Gut calls, Phillip Rivers. We have him ranked number four. He should be a top-10 QB last week against the Broncos defense, who gives up the ninth most points, and he didn't quite come out as big as we had hoped. You know, there's a lot of hype and not a whole lot behind it. The good is that the Raiders give up the third most points to quarterbacks, so, you know, you should take that into consideration. Remember that this is December, which is Philip Rivers' sweet spot. Could be magic, guys. Could be magic. <laughs> he probably should be a starter. I'm just being bitter and putting in the gut calls. Bench warmers Antonio Gates. <laughs> he has not produced a number that you would even be remotely satisfied with since week 11. And this week will be no different as the Raiders give up the 10th fewest points to tight ends. Don't go there. I'm going to go Chargers. I'm doing it. I'm going Chargers, but I love an upset. I'm into the Raiders lately. I just like those wide receivers. Those guys I want to talk about next year. I know, but it's December and it's Phillip Rivers. I agree. No, that's why I'm picking the Chargers, and so is Courtney. Uh, we got Pittsburgh Steelers at Green Bay Packers. So the Steelers, listen, Antonio Brown, okay, we get it, uncle. Yeah, you're matchup proof. I get it. <laughs> no, we love him. <laughs> Seriously, like, you know, last week they hosted Cincinnati, and Brown caught five passes for 60, 66 yards and a touchdown, even though they're a fabulous defense. It's nuts. Um, he also had a return touchdown. Just to put a little cherry on top. Nice. Green Bay gives up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, so play him. Also, play Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he's good. He's a little stud muffin. I am into him. Hi. Uh, Gut calls Ben Roethlisberger. Um, He had a really nice game last week in real football, but a really crappy fantasy day. I don't even know how it was possible that they were, like, you know, beating up on Cincinnati, and yet he only had, like, eight fantasy points. Yeah. It's crazy. But he is the 12th highest scoring fantasy quarterback on the season, so if that surprised you, you're not alone. Uh, Also for your consideration, Emmanuel Sanders at 34, Jericho Cotchery at 57. Um, As I said, they're not good against wide receivers. And then Heath Miller at 20. Why? Because if you want four fantasy points, he's your guy. And Benchwarmer's Pittsburgh defense. Sad the steel curtain's gone, but um, they're ranked 23rd among all fantasy defenses this year. Yeesh. And even though Green Bay probably won't have Rodgers, I mean, ask, ask the Cowboys how that worked out last week. So it's just too <laughs> risky. Yeah. You don't love it? I don't, I don't love it. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Play me if you got him. Eddie Lacy. The good news is that you don't have to worry about whether or not Aaron Rodgers will be playing or, you know, because Eddie Lacy gets the ball, period. Yeah. Even stuff. when the ball, the Packers are behind, they don't give up on the run, and they continue to give the rock to Lacy, and it's working for him. So That's Lacey true. should always be on your fantasy team. Other notables would be Jordy Nelson, James Jones, and Jared Boykins. Mm-hmm. Matt Flynn did a great job last week with all of these wide receivers producing and starting of worthy mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. So let's hope they can do it again this week. I think you meant that the Dallas Cowboys imploded. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what you meant to say. But yes, it did help your fantasy team. 
It helped your fantasy team. Indeed wow. it did. They just didn't show uh, up. They actually like stayed in the locker room. They had an Old Spice moment and missed the second half. A Wes Welker taking a really nice lawn shower. Yeah. That is actually like my favorite of all Wes Welker's old, um, old Spice, right? Not since the New England game. I'm still upset about it. But yeah. With the, I, know, the I, whole like, I love when he just comes it. out all fresh and clean on the field and the game's over. I love it. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> that's what the Dallas Cowboys defense did. Yeah, it's really sad. Matt Flynn, guys, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Packers quarterback. So, we've got calls. Aaron Rodgers was, again, not cleared today. You know, he was examined and not cleared. They say that, he, you know, he's throwing. Um, they say he's looking pretty sharp, but hasn't been medically cleared. So, they're clearly not in a rush. They're not going to sit there and put him in before he's ready. So, suck it up, people. Matt Flynn is your quarterback right now. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> You can feel a little bit more comfortable about Flynn after last week's, you know, good performance. But the Steelers are a middle-of-the-pack kind of defense, so Flynn isn't a threat of losing your fantasy game for you, but he's also not going to win the fantasy game for you, per se. Although he did really well last week, so he's just, in my opinion, not worth risking your entire championship game on, personally. Uh, Andrew Corliss. So he had two hot weeks in a row that seem, you know, have pretty good chemistry with Flynn. So the fact that Flynn is playing again this week should be good news for Andrew. You know, and it's an added bonus that he has found the end zone twice in the last two weeks as well. So, considering the tight end drought of 2013, he is worth a nod. Uh, bench warmers. Oddly enough, I don't have any bench players from the Packers. Oddly. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, wow. I'm going... I would totally bench Flynn. I, I think he's a gut call. I mean, I in reality, you, you should have Eli a defense starter. <laughs> over the 32nd ranked quarterback. I would play him over Eli Manning. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to go Packers here, but the Steelers might very well win this one. Courtney's going Packers, and I'm going Steelers. Doing it. Yep. Going. Going all in. All right. Chicago Bears at Philadelphia Eagles. As far as the Bears are concerned, it's pretty much a team of play them if you got them. And I'm going to start with Jay Cutler. And the reason why is because the floor is so low, like it's so high. I'm sorry, the floor is so high. I said low. But um, when you have offensive weapons like Brandon Marshall, and let's just call him Cutler's boyfriend, because that's what it is, and Alshon Jeffrey and Matt Forte, it's like you can only be so bad. So, especially when you're playing against the Eagles defense, I just, I don't see how he can be anything lower than in the top 10 for quarterbacks. Last week he passed for 265 yards and three touchdowns. Hello. Uh, look for the same stuff this week. Philadelphia gives up the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And then they give up the absolute most points to opposing wide receivers. That's not good news because the Bears have Marshall and Jeffries. So yeah. That's going to be ugly. So you want to start those guys, and then you always start Matt Forte. Mwah. Got calls. Martellus Bennett. <sighs> He's really just a PPR option, really. He did catch all six of his targets last week for 71 yards, and then he fumbled. Hmm. Yeah. And the Eagles gave up actually the third fewest fantasy points to posing tight ends. So he's risky, but aren't they all? I mean, I don't know. Uh, ben Schwarmer, Chicago defense. Ouch. It's like the Steelers. What happened? What did happen? I don't know. It's really sad. Like, when you think of great Uh, defenses in the history of time, like, Bears are up there. Yeah. Bears and Steelers. And they're both... Both of them. Nightmares. Um, 
let me tell you this. Some people are still not buying into foals, and I don't get it. This guy is on fire, and he is very good. So, Foles and Alex Smith are on their own little island, apparently. I mean, I know, Island of Misfit Toys. I know, where people just don't, they don't want to give them any credit. It's weird. I, I'm, I, totally weird. Blows my mind. So anyway, I, I wouldn't start a defense against Foles in general, but especially if it's not a good defense, a.k.a. the Bears. Don't do it. <laughs> Speaking of fools, play them if you got them. We have a rank number two. We're not afraid to t- actually give credit where credit is due on this show. That's what and we we're do. giving it to Nick Foles. But you know, win or yeah, lose, he it. scores you points. You know, he had a killer game. They can score the most points of any quarterback last week, pulling in thirty-three points. I think for like the fifth time this season. Yeah, Foles is the He's top insane. scorer in standard leagues since week six. Top scorer, all positions since week six. You would have to be a fool to not start him. Like, crazy. LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> I, I get angry when I even talk about it. I know. The only reason Did, he's not one, I actually did take him down one peg, was because there's a possibility that if Dallas wins, he doesn't have to play. So that is the big talk right now, but I don't think Chip Kelly's going to do that. His first year of coaching, I don't think he's going to pull people. No. And, no, because essentially what we got here is with McCoy. You know, he didn't have the biggest week, you know, last season. Sorry, he didn't have the biggest week of the season, but he was still able to pull in a running back two kind of numbers, which means he is still a must-start. And kind of as to what you're saying, Brandon, you know, it's been ex- expressed that, you know, they're not going to be pulling their starters. And McCoy expressed a disappointment with his lack of touches, which generally means that he's going to blow up. So I feel good about McCoy. Deshaun Jackson, you know, he is the top wide receiver for the week, and he has the fifth highest scoring wide receiver points for the season. Jackson's not the kind of player that you put on the bench because he will make you regret it every time. Got calls, Bradley Cooper. Cooper's cooled off a little bit in the last three weeks, scoring four points, nine Mm -hmm. points, and four points. Chicago gives up the 13th fewest points to wide receivers, which is slightly better than average. So Cooper, you know, he's going to be very boomer bust. So depending on who you have on your team – he might still be the, a must-start for you and kind of a wide receiver three role. But, you know, hope that Foles booms and, you know, that he booms with Cooper. So Zach Ertz is also on my gut calls list here. And for nothing less, Ertz is giving us a reason to never have to mention Brent Selleck's name again. <laughs> and that's enough for me. Seriously, he has seen increased targets from Foles and has had three touchdowns in the last three games, you know. And that is better than most t- tight ends can boast. So I'm feeling it. As far as the bench, I don't have him in the bench. The Eagles are fantasy gold, so is what it is. This is the fantasy orgy of the week. It is. <gasps> yeah, I would, agree. I would agree with that. But I'm going to go Bears to win it. Uh, am I going Bears? I am going Bears. It's just too much to love. And you know what? Courtney's going Packers because she's against the grain. She is against the grain this week. Maybe she's going to blame it on her 101 fever. She's going to say that she wasn't able to think clearly. Right. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Falcons at San Francisco. Last game of the week. This one is Who's not excited. as fancy <laughs> <laughs> No. Not even remotely. Play him if you got him, though. Tony Gonzalez. Welcome back. Say begrudgedly. Hola. But, uh. 
you know, I'm glad to see that, you know, at the very end of the season, he is showing up. You know, I guess better now than never. You know, in the last three weeks, he has scored 10 points, 8 points, and 12 points. And he has scored a touchdown in each of the games. So, start Tony Gonzalez. Gut calls, Roddy White. We have him ranked number 22. You know, Roddy was hot for a little bit there, and then he cooled off the last week. Problem is that the Falcons will be playing the 49ers, who give up the four <laughs> fewest points to opposing wide receivers. So, I mean, he should be terrible. But I would look to your roster to see if you have any other sort of favorable matchup. So, Roddy's, you know, just been kind of inconsistent all year. So, I wouldn't bet my fantasy season on it. Steven Jackson, we also have him ranked number 22 for running backs. And he has been very mediocre against the Redskins. Terrible defense. And they're terrible. So, I don't really see that getting a whole lot better against the 49ers. Who are a good defense. (laughs) So, if you are going to turn to him, I would turn to him in a flex position. Ugh, Niners D's good. They're good. So I, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Bench, Matt Ryan. He only scored eight points against the Washington Redskins. Can we just mm. we take a minute to soak that in? A whole eight points mm. against the Washington Redskins. Yeah. And the 49ers give up the third fewest points to quarterbacks. So Ryan is getting two very strong thumbs down. Very strong thumbs down. This Do you week. think Matt Ryan hangs out with Eli Manning on the weekend? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? The crowd. Like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? We were so good. Or they're probably like both be like, we're gonna bounce back next year, man. It's a total bounce back. Well, at least with Matt Ryan, he had like injured receivers. There's some serious injury problems you cannot, in that team. There's no way to justify eight points against the Washington Redskins defense. Well, that's no. true. Period. <laughs> I mean, I, I could score Clemens eight points. Scored, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, with as, underhanded shuttle passes. Yeah, as yeah. a defensive player, defenseless player, I could score eight points. Oh, defenseless, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're gonna mm-hmm. be the punter on some team. I can feel it. Yeah. Well, San Francisco 49ers, play him if you got him. Colin Kaepernick. Um. So, I'm trying to read this, because this is actually Courtney's write-up here, but, um, so he's back, I guess, and, uh, he's not a must-start every week, but this matchup is a great game for him. It's true. Atlanta gives up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and I'm not quite sure that stat's true. I feel like it's more. I feel like every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's more in our hearts. It, I, I just, the eye test tells me, eesh, um... So what do you say this his new Dr. Dre ad? Oh yeah, yeah, with the um the Seattle fans yelling at him. I guess Seattle people are upset about that. Have you seen this commercial? No, I turn the commercial the, the moment I see his face. Yeah, for the Beats headphones. It's like he has to block out all the ugly Seattle fans that hate him. Oh no, I have seen that one. Yeah, I guess they're upset about it. However, um, I don't know if you know this, Russell Wilson is um, the spokesperson for Alaskan Airlines, or Seattle Airlines. So if you leave Seattle and you're wearing a Russell Wilson jersey, you get priority seating the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What an interesting campaign. Isn't that interesting? I will buy that jersey. Um, Vernon Davis is the number one ranked tight end. He's been hot, hot. And yeah, yeah. Atlanta's defense is terrible. So you want to start him. Michael Crabtree and Anquan Bolden. 
you know, they're just, they're not decoys anymore, people. They're real receivers. How sweet. Crabtree's ready for the workload, and you know that he and Kaepernick love each other, and they're must-starts after coming back from injury, um, or he's a must-start coming back after injury, and then Bolden now has someone to take some of the heat off, so... Atlanta gives up the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. It's a good thing. Got calls. Frank Gore. It's been a little dicey lately. I think they're kind of saving him for playoff mode, but they have to get to the playoffs first. It's not wrapped up in a bow yet, I don't think. But um, Atlanta gives up the 7th most fantasy points to running backs. So, you know, it looks like he's only had one game in the double digits for the last five weeks. Ouch. Bench warmers, no one's on the bench because Lamb defense is bad, and all of us are picking the 49ers. This is shocking. Do you want to rethink your choice, Brennan? Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all from us this week. It was just me and Ashley. But, um, yeah, it was fun. So, anyway, I hope that you've set your lineup. Because there are a lot of games going on, and there are no Thursday games, thank goodness. So make sure to check us out on Blog Talk Radio, brought to you by the National Gridiron Network, and on HerFantasyFootball.com for our rankings, news, and much more. And chat us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. And until next week, no more faking it. (laughs) 